You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to the desert of the real. Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. This can't be what? Be real? the real world that's right the real world and this is the unzip show where we expose the real world hey you ever think about your cell phone think about this for a minute you're carrying around a little broadcast device is it spying on you we are living in amazing times where technology has reached a level that our grandparents couldn't even dream of back in their young years. We can talk with people located at the other part of the world in just seconds through these small smart devices that everybody uses on a daily basis. We can install and uninstall such a great variety of mobile apps meant to help make our lives easier. There is no doubt that these smartphones are a great addition to our everyday activities. But have you ever wondered if we are really the ones that use them and not them using us? What I'm saying to people is to all of us, I'm not knocking the phone. What I'm saying is, what is it doing to us? Any intelligence service in the world that has significant funding and a real technological research team can own that phone. By the way, that's Edward Snowden, and I got, I got, a, clip, I got a clip about him talking about this exactly thing. We'll play after this. The minute it connects to their network, as soon as you turn it on, it can be theirs. They can turn it into a microphone. They can take pictures from it. They can take the data off of it. We are living through times where surveillance practices have become extremely unethical. No matter if you turn it off, no matter if you put it on airplane mode, it seems that your smartphone continues to work as if... You know, that, that, you, know you see that in movies where they turn off the smartphone and it's still working? I believe that. I believe it can still be manipulated, if not by the government hackers, whether it's on or off, or just like they're saying, whether it's in airplane mode or not still being on recording every movement that you make once you start using a smartphone you become a part of this surveillance game well you know i gotta also bring this up um you ever notice back when cell phones came out and the first smartphones and so forth and so on they had removable batteries you could take the batteries out and i used to have like three or four batteries for my old my old motorola or whatever the hell it was and i just pop in batteries keep it fresh without charging it now Strangely enough, you cannot remove the battery. Now, I know people will say that's so that they can charge you to replace it. It's a, it's a money thing. 
But is it also a spy thing? If you can't take it out, technically, you think you're powering it down. The battery's still in it, still has power. Just saying. Many believe that only our data is being exploited. The fact of the matter is that the ones being actually exploited are us, the people. The process of surveillance that many of the mobile carriers are using is based on the usage of the International Mobile Equipment Identity, known as IMEI, and the International Mobile Subscriber Identity, known as IMSI. These are codes that help determine every single movement that you make whenever you have your phone near you. Both codes, IMEI and IMSI, represent the identification numbers that your smartphone and SIM card has, which are unique. The strategies they are using are very much encouraged by the fact that nowadays, people are more willing to use a mobile phone rather than a laptop or a desktop. And it makes sense. The smaller the screen, the easier and more comfortable to use wherever you are. That's true. If you think about it, it's um, it's it's way easier to use than uh, a laptop, obviously. And, you know, you carry it with you all the time. Now, you could always go get the prepaid phone, too, where it's, I mean, but it's still kind of tied to you where you think the phone isn't, but you still have to put money in the account through your name. I guess if you bought... Let's see if you buy time cards. I'm trying to figure out how to get away. I know they have what's called burner phones. Maybe maybe that's the solution where nothing's tied to you. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Considering the fact that your phone is constantly connected to the nearest cellular tower, every time you use it, your whole activity is being recorded through the radio frequencies sent to that particular cellular tower. One might think that this happens only when the smartphone is on. Things are actually more complex than that. As radio frequency emissions are invisible, you can't see that your device, while being off, is still working, meaning that it keeps on sending data about your location and activity to cellular towers through the unique identification numbers we mentioned earlier, IMEI and IMSI. So this means that whenever you're carrying your phone with you, a record is being made about your presence in a certain location at a certain time that is used by companies to create their bulk collections of data. In other words, this is how mass surveillance takes place, collecting data in advance with the hope that it might become useful in the future. Now, is there something you can do to stop this? Yeah, throw away your smartphone? Uh, I'm guessing. While this mass surveillance could be too complex to completely block it, any average person can simply shut the phone off. Yet, how can you tell if your device is actually turned off? You might just take out its battery. But can you do this with the current models of smartphones? Since exactly! Since most of these devices come with a non-removable battery, Another approach to the issue could be to make the effort to try and diminish as much as possible the damage that this mass surveillance could cause you. Different ways of using your smartphone could be the answer, meaning that you could, let's say, use a virtual private network known as VPN that will encrypt and anonymize your online traffic. Also, you can turn to encrypted chat apps, such as iMessage, which hide your messages and pictures to not be captured by surveillance programs. Turning off your phone's GPS seems to be another solution, but by doing so, some of your maps and weather apps won't work anymore. You might also turn it off and put it in a special bag, like a Faraday pouch. 
but this will completely block cell signals and you won't be able to give or receive calls. We need to understand that there is an industry nowadays that has a main purpose of keeping the process of all the data being collected invisible. This means that you have no idea what the apps you're downloading on your phone are actually doing with the personal information that they require once you're setting up an account. You do have the option of checking or unchecking the box where it says that you agree with their terms and services. That would be Facebook, Instagram. But what if you don't agree? Simple, you cannot set up the account you need, whether we're talking about Facebook, or any other mobile app. So it's this conditioning that smartphone users have to succumb to in order to have access to certain online services that are becoming more and more useful in these times we're living in. When you sign up for Facebook, you sign up uh, for terms of service. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. It says, the terms govern your use of Facebook and the products, features, apps, services, technology, software we offer, Facebook's products or products, except where we expressly state that separate terms and not these apply. I'm a lawyer, I have no idea what that means. But when you look at terms of service, this is what you get. Do you think the average consumer understands what they're signing up for? I don't think that the average person likely reads that whole document. By the way, that's Zuckerberg, just so you know. The whole process of gathering our personal information is so complex. Nobody reads all that shit. When you sign up to anything, do you really read the terms of service? I don't. I may skim through it sometimes, and it just gets monotonous and, and, and repetitive. And, you do, and that's what it's meant to do. So you just fucking click it, and you move on. And lacks transparency. And, and when you do that, all you did was say, yeah, take all my information. Hell, here it all is. Send me some ads. That it's really hard to see what is actually happening when using the smartphone. This smart device that you and everybody in the whole world is using represents the bridge between you, the user, and the corporations, the governments. And in order to have the right to use... And the key word there is governments, not government. It's not just the U.S., he uses this technology to spy on us. Uh, you heard Trump talking about TikTok. Whether you're a Trump supporter or not, doesn't matter. The point is, I'm sure that app is somehow collecting some sort of data just beside your username and your little kitty videos. Use the online services that everybody needs nowadays. You have to provide free access through that bridge to your personal data, which is collected and used without you having not even the slightest idea. You are being conditioned to use your phone that you paid for with the money that you worked for by following certain rules so that you become the main source of profit for those that need it. All this data that you're offering through the actions that you take with your smartphone. Think about this too, because I just, I just put up an image. Think about this, you using your face to scan in like iPhones and Androids, you're using your thumbprint, you're using passwords, you're using any kind of um, any kind of like code, like number codes, and all that shit is going somewhere. It's not just in your phone, so you're basically giving away your biometrics, you're giving away your facial recognition, so that could be used elsewhere. I'm just saying. Become someone else's possession, because all the records about you are not yours anymore. Once you agree, 
Once you check that box. And I forgot they just showed a picture. I just, I forgot. Retinal. Also retinal scanning. I mean, you're, it's, everything. By the way, this clip is from Be Inspired on YouTube, which is a great clip. That says you understood their terms and services. You are giving it all away to be used in whatever way profit hunters need to use it. In other words, as hard as it might be to understand, you agree that your phone is free. It's very true. I mean, you... You think that you're free and your phone, your phone. I mean, I know people that go out of their way to set up cameras, which another great incident. I mean, I, around the studio here, I have cameras, but who could tap into those cameras? Anybody. It's on the internet and it's, it's wired in unless you go off grid, of course. But if you're off grid, you're not listening to this program right now. So you wouldn't hear it anyway. You've already, you've already sheltered pretty much. Okay, here's a clip from the Joe Rogan experience where he was talking to Edward Snowden about how your cell phone spies on you. Um, are you aware at all of the current state of surveillance and what, if anything, has changed since your revelations? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing that's changed um, since I was uh, in, 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 in 2013 is now it's mobile first everything. Um, Mobile was still uh, a big deal, right? Um, and the intelligence community was very much grappling uh, to, to get its hands around it and to deal with it. Um, aside from cell phones, when he's saying mobile, think about your iPad, your, your, your tablet, your, any tablet, anything that's connected. Um, but now people are much less likely to use a laptop than use a desktop than, than use, you know, God, any kind of wired phone um, than they are to use a smartphone. Uh, and both uh, Apple and Android devices, unfortunately, uh, are not especially good in uh, protecting your privacy. Think right now. Um, you got a smartphone, right? You, you might be listening to this <laughs> on a train somewhere and in traffic right now. Um, or, or you, Joe, right now. You, you got a phone somewhere in the room, right? Uh, the phone is turned off, or at least the screen is turned off. It's sitting there. It's, it's powered on. And if somebody sends you a message, the screen blinks to life. How does that happen? Right. Uh, how is it that if someone from any corner of the earth uh, dials a number, your phone rings and nobody else's rings? How is it that you can dial anybody else's number and only their phone rings, right? Uh, every smartphone, every phone at all, uh, is constantly connected uh, to the nearest cellular tower. Um, every phone, even when the screen is off, you think it's doing nothing, you can't see it because radio frequency emissions are invisible. Um, it's screaming in the air, saying, here I am, here I am. Here is my uh, IMEI, I think it's uh, Individual Manufacturer's Equipment Identity, uh, and IMEI, uh, Individual uh, Manufacturer's um, Subscriber Identity. I, I could be wrong on the, the breakout there, but the, the acronyms are uh, the IMEI and the IMSI, and you can search the, for these things. They're two globally unique identifiers that only exist anywhere in the world uh, in one place, right? This makes your phone different than all the other phones. Uh, the IMEI is burned into the handset of your phone. No matter what SIM card you change to, it's always going to be the same, and it's always going to be telling the phone network it's this physical handset. Then the IMESI 
uh, is in your SIM card, right? And this is what holds your phone number, right? It's the, basically the key, the right to use that phone number. And so your phone is sitting there doing nothing, you think, uh, but it's constantly shouting and saying, I'm here. Who is closest to me? That's the cell phone tower. And every cell phone tower with its big ears uh, is listening for these little cries for help uh, and going, all right, I see Joe Rogan's phone, right? I, I see Jamie's phone, I, I see all these phones uh, that are here right now. And it compares notes uh, with the other uh, network towers and your smartphone compares notes with them to go, who do I hear the loudest? And who you hear uh, the loudest is a proxy for uh, proximity, for closeness, distance, right? They go, whoever I hear more loudly than anybody else, that's close to me. So you're gonna be bound to this cell phone tower and that cell phone tower is gonna make a note, a permanent record uh, saying this phone, uh, this phone handset with this phone number at this time was connected to me, right? And based on your phone handset and your phone number, uh, they can get your identity, right? Um, because you pay for this stuff with your credit card and everything like that. Uh, and even if you don't, right, it's still active at your house uh, overnight. It's still active, you know, on your nightstand when you're sleeping. It's still whatever. Uh, the movements of your phone are the movements of you as a person, and those are often uh, quite uniquely identifying. It goes to your home. It goes to your workplace. Uh, other people don't have it. Sorry. Um, and anyway, it's constantly shouting this out, and then it compares notes with the other uh, parts of the network. And when somebody is trying to get to a phone, it compares notes, the network compares notes to go, where is this phone with this phone number in the world right now? And to that cell phone tower that is closest to that phone, it sends out a signal saying, we have a call for you. Make your phone start ringing so your owner can answer it. And then it connects it across this whole path. But what this means is that whenever you're carrying a phone, whenever the phone is turned on, uh, there's a record of your presence at that place that is being made and created by companies. It does not need to be kept forever. And in fact, there's no good argument for it to be kept forever, but these companies see that as valuable information, right? This is the whole big data problem that we're running into. And all this uh, information that used to be ephemeral, right? Where were you when you were eight years old, you know? Um, where were you? Where'd you go after you had a bad breakup? You know, who'd you spend the night with? Who'd you call after? All this information used to be ephemeral, meaning it disappeared, right? Like, like the morning dew, it would be gone. No one would remember it. But now these things are stored. Now these things are saved. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't matter whether you're the most ordinary person uh, on earth, uh, because that's how bulk collection, which is the government's euphemism for mass surveillance, works. They simply collect it all in advance in hopes that one day it will become useful. And that was just talking about how you connect to the phone network. That's not talking about all those apps on your phone that are contacting the network even more frequently, right? Uh, how do you get a text message notification? How do you get an email notification? How is it the Facebook knows where you're at? You know, all of these things, these analytics, uh, they are trying to keep track through location services on your phone, through GPS, through even just what wireless access points you're connected to, because there's a global constantly updated map. There's actually many of them of wireless access points in the world, because just like we talked about, every phone has a unique identifier that's globally unique. Uh, every wireless access point in the world, right? Your, your cable modem at home, uh, whether it's in your laptop, every device that has a radio modem 
has a globally unique identifier in it. Um, and uh, this is a standard term, you can look it up. Uh, and these things can be mapped when they're broadcasting in the air, because again, like your phone says to the cell phone tower, I have this identifier, the cell phone tower responds and says, I have this identifier. And anybody who's listening, uh, they can write these things down. And all those Google Street View cars that go back and forth, right? They're keeping notes uh, on whose uh, Wi-Fi is active on this block, right? And then they build a new giant map. So even if you have GPS turned off, right? I mean, hackers do that all the time. That's been going on. It's called war driving, where you hackers drive around and they just map. I know a guy that uh, drove around and mapped everybody's Wi-Fi in his neighborhood. He had the Google Maps with a little pin on it. He had the uh, IP address, the MAC address, the usernames, the passwords, and he was just a hacker. So just a normal everyday, not even a super hacker, just a, like a hobby hacker, like a white hat hacker. Why he was logging this, I don't know. White hat or not, doesn't matter. But can you imagine what the government can do with their technology or somebody who's real serious, a real, I mean, like a huge hacker? Uh, as long as you connect to Wi-Fi, uh, those apps can go, well, I, I'm connected to Joe's Wi-Fi, but I can also see his neighbor's Wi-Fi here and the other one in this apartment over here, and the other one in the apartment here. And you should only be able to hear those four globally unique Wi-Fi access points from these points in physical space, right? The intersection in between the spreads, the domes, of all those uh, wireless access points. And it's a proxy for location. And it just goes on and on and on. We could talk about this for four more hours. We don't have that kind of time. Can I ask you this? Um, is there a way to mitigate ahead. any of this personally? I mean, is, <laughs> I mean, shutting your phone off doesn't even work, right? Well, so it, 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 it does in, in a way. It's yes and no. Um, the thing with shutting your phone off that is a risk is how do you know your phone's actually turned off? Um, it used to be uh, when I was in Geneva, for example, uh, working for the CIA. Um, we would all carry like drug dealer phones. Uh, you know, the old smartphones, the, or sorry, old dumb phones, they're not smartphones. Uh, and the reason why was just because they had removable, the battery. removable backs yeah. where you could take the battery out, right? right. And the, the one beautiful thing about technology is... I rest my case about the removable battery. You know, I wondered about that for years. Why did they stop doing that? I always thought it was a way to make more money. No, 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 no. If there's no electricity in it, right, if there's, there's no go juice uh, available to it, if there's no battery connected to it, it's not sending anything because you have to get power from somewhere. You have to have power. Now here's the thought, too. Let me throw this out there. Here's the thought. Okay, so the way technology is, you're telling me you couldn't put a small, not that I'm an electronics expert, but you couldn't put a small, say, capacitor or a small little tiny battery in there like, so you take the big battery out and a little battery, a little capacitor holds enough charge or enough power to keep it going for a while. Just saying. In order to do work. Um, but now your phones are all sealed, right? You can't take the batteries out. So there are potential ways that you can hack a phone where it appears to be off, but it's not actually off. It's just pretending to be off. Whereas in fact, it's still listening in and doing all this stuff. But for the average person, that doesn't apply, right? And I gotta tell you guys, they've been chasing me all over the place. I don't worry about that stuff, right? Um, and it's because if they're applying that level of effort to me, uh, they'll probably get the same information through other routes. 
Um, I am as careful as I can, and I, I use things like Faraday cages. I turn devices off. But if they're actually uh, manipulating the way devices display, um, it's just too great a level of effort, even for someone like me, to keep that up on a constant basis. Also, um, if they get me, I, I only trust phones so much. So there's only so much they can derive from the compromise. And this is how operational security works. Um, you think about what are the realistic threats that you're facing that you're trying to mitigate. And the mitigation that you're trying to do is what would be the loss, what would be the damage done to you uh, if this stuff was exploited. Much more realistic than worrying about these things that I call voodoo hacks, right, which are like next level stuff. And actually, just a shout out for those of your readers who are interested in this stuff. Um, I wrote a paper on this specific problem. How do you know when a phone is actually off? How do you know when it's actually not spying on you? Uh, with a brilliant, brilliant guy named uh, Andrew Bunny Huang. Uh, he's an MIT PhD in, I, I think, electrical engineering, um, uh, called the Introspection Engine. Uh, that was published in the Journal of Open Engineering. You can find it online. Um, and it'll go as deep down in the weeds, I promise you, as you want. We take an iPhone 6, uh, this was back when it was fairly new, uh, and we modified it so we could actually uh, not trust the device uh, to report its own state, but physically monitor its state to see if it was spying on you. But for average people, right, uh, this is academic. Uh, that's not your primary threat. Your primary threats are these bulk collection programs. Your primary threat is the fact that your phone is constantly squawking to these cell phone towers. It's doing all of these things because we leave our phones in a state that is constantly on. You're constantly connected, right? Uh, airplane mode uh, doesn't even turn off Wi-Fi really anymore. It just turns off the cellular modem. Um, but the whole idea is we need to identify the problem. And the central problem with smartphone use today is you have no idea what the hell it's doing at any given time. Like the phone has the screen off. You don't know what it's connected to. You don't That's actually a good point. I have to agree. I mean, you get your screen off. There's like a, you got a gazillion apps or even a few apps. What are those apps doing? Why it's just sitting there? I don't know how frequently it's doing it. Uh, Apple uh, and iOS, unfortunately, makes it impossible to see uh, what kind of network connections are constantly made on the device and to intermediate them, going, I don't want Facebook to be able to talk right now. You know, I don't want Google to be able to talk right now. I just want my uh, secure messenger app to be able to talk. Uh, I just want my weather app to be able to talk, but I just checked my weather and now I'm done with this, so I don't want that to be able to talk anymore. And we need to be able to make these intelligent decisions uh, on not just an app-by-app -app basis, but a connection-by-connection -connection basis, right? You want, let's say you use Facebook, because, you know, for whatever judgment we have, a lot of people might do it. You want it to be able to connect to Facebook's content servers. Uh, you want to be able to message a friend. You want to be able to download a photograph or whatever, but you don't want it to be able to talk to an ad server. You don't want it to talk to an analytics server that, that's monitoring your behavior, right? You don't want it to talk to all these third-party things because Facebook crams their garbage uh, into almost every app that you download, and you don't even know it's happening because you can't see it, right? And this is the problem with the data collection you use today is there is an industry that is built on keeping this invisible. Uh, and what we need to do is we need to make the activities of uh, our devices, whether it's a phone, whether it's a computer, whatever, uh, more visible and understandable to the average person and then give them control over it. So like if you could see your phone right now,
And at the very center of it is a little green icon that's your, you know, handset or it's a picture of your face, whatever. And then you see all these little spokes coming off of it. That's every app that your phone is talking to right now or every app that is active on your phone right now, and all of the hosts that it's connecting to. And you can see right now, once every three seconds, your phone is checking into Facebook, and you can just poke that app, and then boom, it's not talking to Facebook anymore. But you wonder if there was an app such like this that could do that? What's that app doing? What is it communicating with? I mean, it's like a snowball effect. It just keeps going and going and going and going. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking about throwing away my cell phone. be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, had to take a look at that. Again, this has been the Unzip Show. Question, comments, show suggestions. Derek at unzipshow.com. That's D-E-R-E-K at unzipshow.com. Till next time. Uh, I was going to say turn off your cell phone, but I guess it won't matter.